Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ on this Pentecost Sunday. I'm sharing the word with you today from my office because the disciples were told to wait in the upper room for the Holy Spirit to come and the Spirit would send them out into mission. And oftentimes when I gather in my office before worship, uh, it's a daunting task to preach the word and I find myself praying here, hunkered down uh, for help and the Holy Spirit and you know, I guess we've all been in an upper room of sorts, uh, isolated during these days. And maybe we're really ready to get out into mission. And it's interesting to think about what shape that would take. I imagine the disciples were worried and scared. And I don't know, there's lots of stuff going on in addition to the COVID problem that worry me. Um, and worry all of us. And I pray for healing for our nation, continued healing. And for some reason, the the phrase, don't give in and don't give up, has come to me. Now, that might be of the Holy Spirit or just could be Bill Crabtree. But when it comes to all of the problems, you know, in our world today, I think we're called to not give in. We don't want to give in to violence. We don't want to give in to hate. We don't want to give in to... Um, that force, that principality, but at the same time, we don't want to give up and we have to keep fighting for what we think is right and to try and make this world a better place. And maybe that's what the Holy Spirit comes to help us do. It's a beautiful day when you think about it. The Spirit comes like tongues of fire and everybody hears the gospel preached in their own languages. And Peter later will give an extended sermon, a kind of summary of the apostolic teaching. And at the very end, everybody's cut to the heart. What should we do? And Peter says, believe and be repent and be baptized, every one of you, um, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And with that gift comes the forgiveness of sins. This is the core of the apostolic teaching. And that's what the Spirit comes to get out into the world. And oh, how thirsty our world is for that gift of grace and forgiveness and mercy. Oh, how we need it. We're thirsty for that. And that's where I started thinking about on this Pentecost Sunday, I started thinking that, you know, that gospel reading from John really is amazing. Because we often talk about the Spirit as fire, tongues of fire, or a dove, or wind, um, as I said to the kids in the children's sermon. But, you know, it's interesting. Jesus here talks about the Spirit like water. And in the seventh chapter of John, we hear this amazing story, and you've probably heard it a lot, and we go, oh, that's kind of neat that Jesus says, I'm like water, you know, come to me, all who are thirsty, and I'll give you drink. Uh, and we think about what he said to the woman at the well earlier in the Gospel of John, you know, I'll give you living water. Um, and so then John says, that Jesus was really talking 
about the gift of the Spirit, about the Holy Spirit coming. The Spirit hadn't come yet because he hadn't gone away. But when he goes away, the Spirit's going to come, and that's Pentecost. And he, and he talks about it like water coming forth. And it's even more powerful, actually, when you understand the feast that Jesus says these words in the midst of. John is very deliberate. He says, during the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths, this was a celebration of the wilderness wandering and how God tabernacled with the people. But it had really gotten invested with lots of things. It was kind of during the time of the year when the rains would come. And, and, but it was also associated with the temple because it was during this feast that way back, the Solomon Temple, the temple that the first temple built, it was built during this feast. And so this celebration, this one of these great feasts of the Jewish people, had a lot to do with the temple. And then we hear some interesting words in Zechariah and Ezekiel where we hear that out of uh, the temple rock in Ezekiel, uh, we hear that water will flow on the great and glorious day of the Lord. And then Ezekiel says, On that day, living waters shall flow forth from Jerusalem. And so there was a celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles in Jesus' day that had gotten very much associated with water. And I won't go into all the details. It's really fascinating. But um, the priests would go down to the Pool of Siloam, which was fed by, from the Gihon Spring, which was the spring that gave water to all of Jerusalem. And he would, in a silver pitcher, scoop up the water and they would carry it in a big procession um, up and pour it over um, one of the altars in the temple to kind of envision that day when God would act and water would flow out all into the whole world and all living people would be renewed and refreshed by this water from the temple rock. And this great day, John tells us, that Jesus speaks to us um, on the great day, which is most likely the seventh day, and they had a special um, revolution around the altar seven times, and then they would pour out the water. And it's at that exact moment that Jesus says, Come to me, those who are thirsty, and I will give you drink. And then out of me will come living waters. Wow. It's at that moment Jesus speaks these words about him being the one that quenches the thirst. And, and it's out of him that will come rivers of flowing water that, that nourishes and quenches the thirst of the whole world. We're thirsty today, aren't we? I don't know about you, but I am. And the waters, boy, we need those waters. And on this Pentecost Sunday, I want you to know that through the word, that water is flowing right to you. Jesus, John tells us that Jesus said that about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit flows through Jesus to us. And we believe.
And so people come and, you know, drive and sit in cars to worship. They pull up the online worship every Sunday and listen to the devotionals and do Bible studies with Zoom. And, and we see the church just still gathering and still plugging away and still proclaiming the good news. Um, I hear stories almost every day of members of our congregation and other communities and congregations who of people who are taking meals to people. One person in our congregation, I know, I think he takes like two or three dinners out every night to people and, and he, his health isn't that great, but he's, he's out there bringing meals to people. Um, at our parking lot service a few weeks ago, we had a big food drive and we brought lots of food. Um, we're asking as a congregation, how is it in the midst of this crisis, can we be a, a voice and an expression of God's love in the world? And, and we're doing that in some creative ways. We just made a really nice special offering to some um, homes that shelter um, women who are at risk in, in violent situations. I got a Facebook uh, message from one of our younger young adults who's away uh, um, and was feeling kind of homesick and she she wrote me on Facebook Messenger and said you know I just want you to know that as I get to tune in and listen to my church's sermons and the services um, I've been feeling really homesick and because I can't be home and and it just makes me feel like home oh the water's flowing folks the water's flowing it, it's a little bit ambiguous actually um, in this text, does the water flow from the believer or from Jesus? Well, it's of course both and. Jesus is the rock. Paul says that actually, the, where God, you know, told Moses to hit that rock in the wilderness and the water would flow out. And, and Paul says, well, Jesus is that rock. And here Jesus stands in the temple and he says, out of me will come living waters. And um, those who believe will receive that water and that water will flow out. <laughs> Interestingly, it'll flow out uh, to all the world, and it's happening through us. And I, I want to just celebrate that today. I just want to celebrate that. But I especially want you to get what a privilege it is that God would look upon you and me and the church and say, you're going to be the believer that the water's going to flow through to all the world. I mean, if you are feeling like you don't count and you don't matter right now, um, God would not choose someone who doesn't matter to be the source of the living water. And if you have a mustard seed of faith today, even if you're struggling with doubts and wrestling with fears, that if you're hunkered down in your upper room, the Holy Spirit comes and the Holy Spirit has chosen you and it's through you that the world is going to know the gospel and is coming to know the gospel. Oh, the world needs Jesus. Oh, we're thirsty. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Flow to us and through us. Keep the waters flowing. 
until that great day when we see Jesus in heaven with all the water and the new creation, the new heaven and the new earth flowing forth from him. May the waters keep flowing. Thanks be to God. Amen.